George Lebanese in the festival, the, the show that's coming up. Um, what, if you can, if you talk a little bit more about the show, but also for people that don't know or understand, kind of realize, what, what was the significance of the native tongues when they first kind of came out? And what has their continued significance been? All right. It's kind of cool because I think, like, I was, like, one of the last ones in that native dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I met everybody, like, I was already the biggest native fan. You know what I'm saying? And um, the natives stood for blackness. They were James Brown. Black is beautiful. They were the Black Panthers. Feeding kids breakfast. Teaching you your rights. They were... Althea Gibson. And... Don Carlos. And Arthur Ashe, Muhammad Ali. They stood with us. Native tongues made being you the coolest thing you could be. They were about empowerment, they were about learning, they were about growing. They were about apologizing. They was about fighting a good fight. And for a lot of years, I've been really hurt because we fell for the okie doke too. We got to a place where individually we were okay. But that's what everybody else did. Mm-hmm. He just did it under a different manner. The object to me was that we become a microcosm of what we're asking society. And we didn't do that. And I'm sure I have, you know, my blame to shoulder as well. You know, is bug because you know like I learned amongst the native tongue it's kind of like a totem pole and at any given time whoever's at the top of that totem pole can kind of dictate how we're going to move you know what I'm saying but you can't be at the bottom of that totem pole <laughs> and tell us how we're going to move right. you can't even be in the middle of that totem pole but you can't be at the top and be like yo this is what we should do So even inside of myself is the fight to get to the top of the totem pole. Because I learned things that I'd like to share. I didn't realize, you know, like when I was coming through, I'm doing Arsenio Hall show, and I'm a hot commodity. I can bring all the natives out with me. They'll fly them in. I went 
the native tongues to rock with me when I do the choice is yours. I want them all to be there. I want to, that's going to be the crowd scene. Yeah. You know, like I didn't like, like there's things today that these goofy kids do that will bring all of the wrong things for way too much money. Right. We had an opportunity to bring some of the right things for a little bit of money and we didn't do it because we didn't know how powerful we really were. We didn't know what we were capable of. We were just glad to be in the room. So it's only now that I've seen some of the things that, you know, like, and not to say that that's would have been the end of all that. I got, you know, my friends. Nah, but there's just buttons that could have been pushed. There's envelopes that could have been, you know, like really, really like, you know, like, all right, Nike, you want me to do this? All right, well, I need you to, you know, put this money in this community center. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you want me to do this? All right, cool. I'll do that. But a portion of what we're doing needs to go to the da da And I'm totally down to do that. But we got to commit something to, you know what I'm saying? Right. And these are the things that we just were blind to. But we don't have to be blind to anymore. And they don't even care. Word. It's just if we do. Mm. So that's the things that, you know, I want to do today. You know, yeah, I'm trying to get my paper. I'm, you know, I'm trying to be comfortable and want my kids to go to school and, you know, all that shit too. And then, you know, yeah. But college expensive. Oh, yeah, all the above. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't feel the need to own it. I'm saying like that's never been my idea of success you know like who the fuck wants to have an island and probably be the only person <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know like like you just lost <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you know like nah like you know like let's just change the world man and that's what native tongue is native tongue has the ability to be a microcosm the change that we want to affect and now that we have children we see plainly you can only lead by example Mm. you know what I'm saying like saying it just really doesn't cut it you really have to walk it and sometimes that's painful and hard and and you have to try again or you have to reroute or, you know, like you got to figure it out, but you got to do it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like, because our kids deserve it, you know? Like, yeah, we got to do it. We got to do it. All right. And that's, like, that's just how I look at it, man. Like, that. that's how I look at hip hop. Like, to me, like, maybe I, I hope it keeps me around for years and years because for me it's a great reason to get up every day right. you know what I'm saying like you know and don't get twisted I don't get up this crusader and no shit like that but I do get up with the mindset when I look at things and you know I'm, I'm seeing much bigger than than 
that particular thing. I'm seeing where it fits into a puzzle. I'm seeing where the puzzle fits on the wall. I'm seeing where the wall, you know, fits in the house. So how do you... Sidney Max, uh, your son, uh, raps. Uh, Obviously... My kids like watching the Angry Birds track a lot. Um, and obviously, I mean, Gigi Premier doing the beat, pretty incredible. Um, how do you... Is he interested in having a career in hip-hop? And if so, how do you raise, uh, especially a, a kid that now his influences hip hop i mean you know his like his he sees you know he's he's he, he sees what the, the you know what the success it could actually bring uh he could see he he's sur- obviously surrounded by a, a very talented father who could help him with his writing you know game but gets to the but even gets to the point where he probably can easily do what he, he's that formula that he sees out there how, how do you how do you raise a child in, to be a hip hop artist in this kind of atmosphere, but to be more of a leader and not just kind of follow that grain? Well, Sid, I, I guess it has a lot to do with his parents, like Sidney Max at twelve. You put a picture of Little Wayne in front of him, he wouldn't know who he is. You put a picture of Nicki Minaj in front of him, he probably wouldn't know who she is. Definitely not most artists. He's never watched BET. He knows of no reality show. Um... He knows who Showbiz is. He knows who DJ Premier is. He knows who Sadat is. He knows who Jerobi is. He knows... Things that are palatable to him. He knows them because I've introduced him to them. So even be beyond artists, he knows them as people. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of it on on the artist side. Now, Sid loves hip hop, but he um he only hears what I play for him. Just like me at ten, eleven, twelve, I grew up on my parents' music. Mm-hmm. When he goes to find something to listen to it's usually the music behind a game Mm. like he's intrigued by a variety of things that I never would have thought he you know like totally be into um he literally knows the titles of these, you know, really mechanical sounding like you know he knows who made it and this and the other like you know like He's thorough to that degree. And 
the rap that he does take to is kind of game based. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he's much more in tune with gaming and even gaming, he only gets that on the weekends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a 12 year old boy and you know, like we don't really allow the world to take that from him. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah, it's the only one he's going to get. Especially, I guess, maybe two, maybe just my upbringing. I snatched my first pocketbook at 11 years old. I grew up with much older cats. At 10, 9, 10 years old, now I was 10 or 11. I left a story of projects with my friend who was 12 or 13 to go get his little brother in Brooklyn on a train. My mother didn't even know where I went. When I came back, Dusk at dusk. Imagine your eleven year old. No, no, yeah, that'd be, you know be a heart attack right there. Right, right, yeah, yeah. right. You know, yeah, she's crying, and after she, you know, after she, you know, hugged the shit out, she beat the shit out of me. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah. like. But I can't imagine, you know, my kid going. Through. So, you know, it was so important to me that he had a childhood. You know, like, like a lot happened in my life that I don't really, you know, delve into as far as you know, just the reality of. You know, the street and of the world, but I, but I borrow from in writing. Right. Like you know, like I don't have to tell you verbatim what happened for you to know I went through shit. Right. You know, I said it's the same block he touched. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I got a couple of dollars over that way too. Or you know, oh yeah, you know, I, I bumped my head just like yeah, everybody bumps their head. I, I bumped mine too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like, but I don't have to tell you for you to feel that and that's what what, what Sid is Sid is going to be that Sid is going to be that kid where and and, and, and he already sees it because I explained it to him that you know there's a lot of ways to say something you know what I'm saying and sometimes you know you don't have to say it overtly mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be blatantly anything you know what I'm saying? You can very coyly, very slyly get your point across. Logistics will always win. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like, be honest, be true to yourself. You know, like, you know, like, I'm trying to make sure he's got a foundation of just strong characteristics that matter. You know? He'll be able to figure all that other stuff out, I think. You know, and on top of this, what's dope to announce as well is Sid has a project that we're about to put together. What? Wow. And what's crazy about it is that it's with the grandson of Showbiz. Awesome. The newest DJ. That's all. Wow. That's that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Show's doing the beats, and um, me and Sid are going to jump behind the pen and pad. Wow, and um, yeah, we're we're, we're we're literally about to start this project, and I can't wait. You know, I literally can't wait for it to be done. You know, like I look forward to us doing it and just seeing it come into you know, and it's gonna be official. You know, like showbiz is doing. Like yeah, show, I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying like like it, you know, and Sid's amped about it. 
You know, me and him were talking about song titles and, and we're talking about, um, you know, just different um, little ways to kind of flip little little hooks. Like, we're already building without before we even get to the music of it. We're, we're talking about concepts and, you know, there's a couple of song titles that he already kind of threw at me. And I'm like, I see you, you know, like, mm. you know, like, and he's a sharp kid. Like, he's amazingly sharp. And, um, you know, like, I, you know, like, these are the things that are really just... Man, it's life for me, man. Like, you know, like, and that it might be successful is cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not even, you know, like what it's about. Like, it is it is successful that it gets completed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm sure it's going to do whatever it does. But, you know, more than anything, I... I I just look forward to to what it says. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've kind of resolved at this point that I'm much more playing for catalog Mm. than I'm playing for a hit record. You know, like, and and it kind of gives me like a a good feeling inside. Like, you know, like I'll probably be one of those cats that you know, like, you know, years from now when I'm not around, that cat's just bump into catalog and be like oh shit like I didn't know mm. you know but that they find out eventually is cool That's because cool. you know yeah like cause I love when I bump into an artist that you know like that I didn't realize just how dope they really were like you know oh man so many yeah, I mean that kind of for me happens because this podcast is that you kind of you know you live life you forget or you just like you know you have kids you don't yeah you know you're listening to kids bop so it's nothing like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then you go back and you, you know do this research and you're like oh wow that's like right I mean did yeah. she did she he just did that you know like that type you know that type of um, um there's something that I, I read about about um, when I was preparing for an interview and it was about the uh, the original version of Tribe Scenario. Uh, my understanding, it was like nine or ten people were on it. Dayla, yourself, uh, Chris Lighty, even. And the story is that Fife even says like everyone killed it, but then they had to cut some people, and we got the version we heard in the album. But everyone was okay with that. Is that a story you remember? There were like three or four versions, <laughs> literally. <laughs> now, in my opinion. The version that came out was the right version, and like that was like very close to the original. If they, I don't know if they flipped a verse or two on it. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that might might have been the original. Like like they did a bunch of remixes where kind of where Tip kind of just let the beat. It wasn't even remixes. Like you know, like Tip just kind of let the beat ride and. Different cats that might have been around, I, you know, like just got an opportunity to spit. Um, I don't think he really did anything with it. I think maybe he was just looking to see if something significant came from it. I personally wasn't crazy about what I had spit. Do you remember any of it, or kind of? Is it one of those lyrics that you? I, 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 I remember. I, I, I remember. I kind of liked what long. 
But I wasn't a lot, a lot of stuff that I did back then. I was, you know, like I, I was still coming into myself, you know. And I think even getting used to hearing myself, you know. And this is early, you know. This is early in our careers. And even how to attack the mic and stuff like that. I was still learning and this and the other. So it might have been one of those verses where I just felt like, hmm, wasn't crazy about it. So I, I don't think I ever felt bad that it never came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's the record. Oh, that's a good record. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fine like, with me. Good job. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, but honestly, like, I don't remember much about it. And, you know, like, I smoked a lot of weed back then. You know, like, I'm not that dude today. Um, not that my memory is so much better, but, yeah. You know, like, but, yeah, it's just to say, like, you know. And it was a time, this is my word, there's probably a ton of various mixes that just are in a vault somewhere, like, you know, in the, the different record label vault. Like we did so many mixes for different stuff, man. I recently got um some slaves of uh some of our original two inches. And so right now I'm having all the all the, um all of them uh transferred. And this is like original black sheet materials. I'm dying to hear what it what it is. That's awesome. Because, you know, like, there's stuff that never came out. I had to distract it about Rikers Island. That was amazing. And I don't know what happened to it too much. I hope that popped up. It, it, it was amazing. Like, it was just so... It was it a diss, so, record, diss record about Rikers Island? Huh? What did you say? A diss record about... No, no, it wasn't a, a diss record. It was a, a record. Oh, this is a diss record. I was like, amazing. You dissed the entire <laughs> Rikers Island. No, no, no. It was a record. But it was about... It wasn't about the... It wasn't a bravado record. It was a reality record, like, mm. and and it was it was dope, man. Oh man, like you know, uh, stuff you know, yeah. young, you know, just keep moving, descending of that, and you know, we didn't realize what masters even meant working on our first album, right? You know. And even the way they kind of tell you, you know, oh, you got eleven points, so you know, you got twelve points in the center of the other, you know, like. They're not breaking out. That's eleven percent. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, you know, like, you know, like you think, you know, oh, you hear, oh, I got points though. I got points. You know, like, yeah, like there's, you know, eighty nine points or percent <laughs> going elsewhere. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, like, you do all this work, you know, for the group to get eleven points, twelve points. You know. It's the, that's that daylight math, you know, like making, mm. you know, 10 cents off the dollar. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, that's the game. That's the game. You know, when you're young, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you 12 points, 11 points. Sign here. That doesn't sound like percent. Right. You know, like, you know, something just simple as that, you know, un makes, the, makes the playing field uneven. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's an uneven lot now. You know what I'm saying? But you're none the wiser. Because now you're asking someone to break down, okay, what's that breakdown to? And it is what it is. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 11%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even need to ask anybody. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But you're looking for this, someone to convert it. So how much, you know, what's that mean? Yeah. What's <laughs> that the mean? What's the, what's the algebra coming up? What's going on? <laughs> that, mean, yeah, that means, yeah, some Vaseline. You're going to need that. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, yo, you know, but, uh, you know, and these are the things, you know, these are the changes that we need to affect. You know, these are the realities that we at least need to speak to. You know, like I, I, I wasn't one of those guys. I was. I never felt like I had to make you small for me to be big. Mm. You know, I'm proud of that. So, a track that I really like that I continuously play is uh, "Peace Fife" uh, off of your Tortured Souls project. Uh, you know, features Red Alert, Jali, Sadat X. Um, it's your tribute, obviously, to the great late uh, Fife Dog. Um, you knew Fife, you collaborated with him. What do you remember most about him? But what did you learn as an artist? Kind of what's that one thing that stands out that you learned from Fife as an artist? Um, growth. Fife, from the first to the second to the third album. Three different individuals. And, um, yeah, man, like, stay open to the process. Stay committed. Believe. Try. Trust. Truth. I've had a moral compass that I didn't really see or care to see when I was really young mm-hmm. around him. Because I guess I was really young around him <laughs> and, you know, a little dumb around him. But he had a moral compass that some people might have even mistaken as something else. But it was a real strength. And set an example I was proud to grow to understand. Uh, another artist you've collaborated with and worked with is a Chiali, who uh, I you know, I keep, because I follow him on Instagram. Uh, it's weird to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is a, I see a documentary is coming. Yes, uh, it's up, amazing. Um, Yo, oh my goodness. Soon to be released. Uh, yo, the fellas that did the documentary, yo, big up to the fellas, man. Tom, y'all, yo, y'all, the documentary is amazing. The Fabulous oh. Chiali is coming. Um, he had a West Coast release, and, um, you know, that they're putting together an East Coast release, and hopefully with a concert in conjunction with it. Um, yeah, like, I'm really proud of Chi. You know, like, life is life, which means, you know, the shit don't stop. But for him, it it started again. Mm. And awesome. that's what's up. What's the, what, what do you think the significance of the Chiali story is for 
not just hip hop, but just so, just for us to know. Um, that um, redemption is yours to attain. And it's something we all need to attain on various levels, various degrees. We all need to do better. We all fuck up badly sometimes. But we all have the ability to be honest with ourselves and with those that matter to us and to fix that to redeem our walk and I don't even say that in a spiritual or religious way I say that in a in a way of just being people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like one of the things I learned in life is, like, you know, like we have all of these things set up, you know, men this, women this, and, you know, let alone colors and sexuality and all that bullshit. But, um, I'm growing to find it's all bullshit. People do shit that people do for better and for worse. Doesn't mean anything if you got a dick, you got titties. People do shit that people do for better and for worse. Across the board. And, um,. Like, we all got to accept each other on on those terms, you know, that we're all people. And and how the hell we expect to change anyone if we can't change ourselves? Mm. You know? We got to change ourselves and stop letting, you know, society dictate reality. Because society is not reality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like these cats, they giving it to us all wrong. And, and some of us are feeding it to our kids. We need to redeem ourselves. We need to fix this. This is not right. This is not who we are. This is not who we're supposed to be. And we got a lifetime to fix it. You know? Yeah. Uh, When did you come to that? 
like, wh- when did you come to that reality? That uh, that thought was that always with you? No. This is. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, you know. Trust me. And you know, I be trying to figure out you know a lot of things as far as you know things that I'm sure we both kind of relate to as far as like having a platform to be heard mm. next to Kylie's lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Instagram chick with a tremendous ass. Right. Next to, you know, a cup of codeine and the rhyme that comes from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's hard to be heard sometimes. But that doesn't mean we don't speak. Yeah. That means we just speak louder. My last question. Uh, I've always enjoyed your lyrics, and I'm wondering if there's a lyric that you've written that speaks to what you just talked about, or if there's a kind of a lyric you've written where kind of reminds you how, how good you are at doing what you're doing. I once wrote for you to say I'm nice is just repeating (laughs) that's pretty dope (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm you know I'm a master chef at this point I'm you know Fifth degree black belt. I'm a professor. I'm your ballet teacher. I'm the composer. Um, I cook Michelin rated food for the world to taste. Awesome. Uh the legendary Black Sheep Drez. Uh, as always, thank you so much for being in the library with Tim and I go. Thanks for I having me. Definitely brother. appreciate this, man. Always. <laughs>